Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Understand that you're not just fixing technical problems, but like the father with the prodigal son, God has broken your heart so that you would carry something of the father's heart. And the Father's heart means that when you walk into a room, you can wrap your arm around the prodigal son. But if you'd catch this for a moment, I want you to understand that when you stand beside the prodigal son and put your arm around him, that you've got a spare arm. And every prodigal has a brother. And I want to tell you that there's capacity for you with the Father's heart that God has given you to put your arms around both. It's going to redefine the trajectory of people's lives when you put your arms around them. Some people who have run for a long time are coming home just because you turned up and put your arm around them. I want to tell you that you carry something of the Father's heart. And we're super grateful for all the technical stuff. But you are a weapon. You're called to call sons home and we just want to commission you to bring the family home in every environment that you're sent I just wonder if you stretch your hand out for a moment I really feel this there's an anointing Holy Spirit in this season over your life I thank you for a rapid acceleration for you walking into people just coming home that you would call destiny out of lost men you would find the warrior you break the chains of, of oppression and of mess and the dirt of stuff that's just trapped people's lives and just by putting your arm around them it would begin to set them free and they'd come home because there's something of the kingdom that's on your life we commission you for mission we send you with permission to say come on go and flourish in every atmosphere that you place your feet come on would you also wrap an arm around someone and just call them home in Jesus name Father's heart heart in Jesus name it's awesome you can take a seat just gonna change the atmosphere real quick maybe you could roll that video uh, step up here on this chair and close your eyes all right and then everybody fill in and we're gonna ask you to fall and then they will catch you so you have to trust us I'm gonna count to three just relax and fall, okay? One, two, three. No, wait, no, no! Your boy's back. It's great to be here tonight. Man, I want to talk to you tonight on mission. Do me a favor and turn to your neighbor and tell him we're on a mission. I need you to talk back to me tonight. I don't know if you ever felt like this before, but there's some times in life where we kind of get sent into places to be on mission, right? And a little bit like that, no one really gives you instruction. Anybody ever fallen on their face, even just metaphorically, when you tried to step out and do something for God? Like there's some times where it's like, go and do mission. Okay, well, that didn't work. I thank you for a Thomas Edison spirit that says, I found 999,000 ways it didn't work. 
but we eventually found one. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the best approach to mission. Because oftentimes, if it's not like that, where sometimes we're a bit scared to step out and I don't want to fall on my face, right? Sometimes I think mission can a bit, yeah, just a little bit like flossing. You ever sat at the dentist and got that judgment question? When was the last time you flossed? And I'm like, why are you asking me? You were there. <laughs> I don't need that kind of judgment in my life. I wonder if sometimes, like, just with mission, right, sometimes it's just a, let's just hope for the best and see what happens. Sometimes I, now, you got to understand that for the first few years of my life, I grew up on mission, like literally from two years old until seven years old. We worked with family ministries and YOM. We lived all around the, the world eventually and around New Zealand. Everything that we owned fit in 10 suitcases and a guitar. That was it. That was my whole family's possession. So home was never a building. It was wherever my family were for me. And I learned real, like real rapidly to just be able to deal with change well. But I, what I never knew how to do until we found Christchurch was be settled. In fact, I didn't know how to be friends with someone for more than a year or two. Part of me thought, what's the point? I already know everything I need to about you. Move on. Who's next? And really, Christchurch was a space for me that has grounded something in me to be able to understand there's just something of an inheritance with generations. It's just so powerful. I'm just super grateful for a space where God paused me long enough to go, this is what it feels like to be in the kingdom and to be on mission together with great people. So I know we're in a safe space tonight to talk about mission because we've been living this for years, right? This is just who we are. This is what we're called to do. But I want to tell you tonight that, that, that there's an opportunity to understand a way that's attractive and not weird, Right? Anybody know somebody weird? Like, we have a natural defense that says, I don't want to be around somebody who's weird, because they're weird, right? You go into a retail shop, and they say, how are you doing? The first thing you say is what? Just looking, because I don't want to talk to you, because you could be weird, right? So I want to talk to you tonight on the best approach to mission. Turn to your other neighbor and tell them, this is the best approach to mission. Now, full disclosure, side note, just a parenthesis on the side for you here. Pastor Steve Graham, who's the, uh, he is the principal of Equippers Bible College, good friend of ours, right? Uh, mine and, and yours, I'm sure. Uh, he, he kind of, he wrote most of this, uh, I stole most of this. Uh, but what I've discovered in the kingdom is it's a better phrase to say we inherited. So I inherited most of this. Uh, for you, but we're going to land somewhere a little bit different tonight for you here. But I thought that the idea of this, the skeleton of this was worth sharing for you. I'm excited for your series on mission. How many understand that you're all called to mission? Otherwise, God would have called us home, right? As soon as we met him, okay, sweet, now it's time to go home because what's the point of waiting around until we die or until you come back? But he's like, no, 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 I've left you here, not just to like learn how to bathe and, and budget and do other things in your life, but actually to be able to go, come on, it's not just that. You're here for mission. Like, you're the voice that's going to take the message. Your life is the message that carries. Daniel was distinguished by his excellent spirit in front of kings and in front of other people. It put him in great places of influence and responsibility. I want to tell you, you have significant influence in people's lives by the spirit you carry. For better or worse. Ungrateful for people who want to come to a place like this and say, come on, would you shift something in my heart so that the mark that I leave would be better and not worse? But let me tell you about the best approach to mission, if we could roll slide. The context of this comes from three things. Partly, we're leaning into this verse all year, right? There's a wide open door. 
I want to tell you there's a wide open door for mission, for a great work here. Even though many oppose me, mission doesn't come without some level of opposition, right? In fact, in the word itself for mission, like if you didn't realize, realize this, it finishes with I on. So it's something that I'm on. Mission is, right? But then if you realize how it starts, it's MI, which is like sometimes it feels like mission impossible. It feels like I'm on mission impossible with a whole bunch of s in the middle. But what if I could show you tonight a way to understand that how you see and what you've been entrusted with is actually really powerful. In fact, where you're planted, where your place right now is not about filling some time until you find out your purpose and destiny. But I want to tell you tonight, you're standing in destiny. You're standing in a place of significant influence. And God has placed you there intentionally. If we could roll to the next slide. The dude who kind of sets this whole, whole thinking up or helps just give language to it is a guy by the name of Dr. Ed Silvoso. He writes the foreword of this book called City of God. He also writes the next book, uh, which is on the next slide for us here. And it talks about really the idea of being a blessing and then to have fellowship, right? And then to be able to minister to felt needs or, or, or do miracles, uh, if, if you will. Uh, and then it's, it's, he also writes this book, Prayer Evangelism, and then get to a place where there's an explanation. How many times in life have you recognized that we've tried to do this the wrong way around? And if all I try and do is tell you about something before I have any relationship with you or before I've been able to minister to any found needs or be a blessing to you, it makes me weird. But God hasn't called us to be weird. We sound super judgmental when we jump to the message without understanding that we've got to wrap this thing in love and blessing, right? So there's a really important order for you to get tonight. It's a simple message, but it's a clear one tonight because it's almost as if like this morning where we heard in the kids take over, it's almost as if God repeats himself because he's hoping somebody will hear him. Do you know what I mean? Like it was almost as if he said it because he must have really meant it. Do not be afraid. Come on, do not fear. It's my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. If we roll to the next slide. So this is the best approach to mission. Say this with me. Bless, eat, show, tell. A little faster. Bless, eat, show, tell. One more time. Bless, eat, show, tell. By yourself. That's it. And you're going to see this a fair bit tonight. Because it's almost as if I'm believing that if we repeat this a few times, I'm actually not talking to somebody's head tonight. I'm believing that somebody's spirit's going to catch this. In fact, multiple men and women of faith who sit here in the room are going to walk with new purpose tomorrow. And understand that that same God that we've got to lean into on Monday to trust. Come on, God, I'm trusting you in this place. There's purpose. You're commissioned for mission, but it's a co-mission, which means we're on this thing together. Bless, eat, show, tell. Everybody likes to eat, so we'll get to that in a minute. If we roll to the next slide, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Everybody say Luke 10. We're going to hang out in this tonight. We'll jump to a couple of other places, but we'll come in and out of this. So if you want to sit on one passage, it's right in the beginning of the New Testament, just past halfway. You'll find Matthew, Mark, he's the third cat in a row. Luke chapter 10 comes after chapter 9 conveniently. Let me read for you this. After this which means a whole bunch of stuff that was awesome happened before it. And I'm going to leave that hanging so you can read about Luke 1 to 9 later on when you go in bed tonight or some point during the week. But after all that stuff, God appears to 72 others. He sends them two by two ahead of them to every town and place where he was about to go. Do you ever think about the fact that 
God sends you into somewhere that he wants to go. That wherever you're placed now is a place where he wants to turn up. Whether that's in school or in work or maybe that's at home, even when he sends you to the supermarket. How would you walk into the supermarket if you understood that's the place where he's about to turn up? I know for me in my workspace, that changes the conversations that I engage in and the stuff that I entertain and the stuff that I shut down. Because if God's about to turn up there, I want to make it a place that he wants to stick around. So the first thing to understand is wherever you are placed, you are sent. And that's a place where he wants to turn up. But the question is, are you creating an environment that he's going to stick around? Because he wants to, if he's welcomed, if there's space for him to move. I just think it's awesome the fact that he's still sending disciples today. Then it says, harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. We've heard this, right? That's That's a long way of saying there's a need, and we need people. Do you notice the very next word is go? So he says, okay. I recognize a need. I'm sending you into places where I want to turn up. And now answer the prayer. So like pray for it, right? God, we need workers, but then be the answer to the prayer. How many times have we recognized, I wonder if we've ever recognized the fact that some prayers that we pray, God's asking you to answer. He's commissioned us to answer. He said, okay, cool. You can ask for workers, but I'm looking at one. I'm sending one. Come on, I've already said, because I want to show up there. There's something on your life that's going to open the ability for me to turn up, for me to stick around. So he says, okay, cool. We need workers. Go. Problem solved. He's efficient, right? That's super efficient. Okay, we got a problem. You're the solution. That's rapid. And then it says, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Well, that's super encouraging. Hopefully lambs that know karate. Verse 4, do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. For some of the dudes here, that's a bit easier than others, right? Because you ain't going to catch me carrying a purse unless I absolutely have to. The reason I don't carry a purse is because my wife has one. She can carry my stuff. It's amazing. (laughs) You should get married, single dudes. It's great. Very efficient. You don't have to carry keys. I can have slim pockets, show off my lack of figure. It's really good. Clearly been working out. It just feels like home today because it's 30 degrees just by the way. I thought I'd let you experience what a day in Nelson felt like. I hope you enjoyed it. It's amazing. It's so good. I'm a big fan. It's going awesome, by the way. Oh, man. Do you know, you ever had those times where it's like a second honeymoon, where it goes better than you hoped it could? That's, that's, that's my shortest answer to how's it going. God is so good. Just so good. We've seen just salvation. 44% of my house has been saved in four and a half months. It's, it's unreal. We'd seen healings. I told you, think some of you who were here last time, two people who don't even go to my church. I met one in a plane uh, who had, had multiple failed IVF rounds on a third and final go before the body couldn't take it anymore and it was their last chance for their last eggs and now she's pregnant. And I'm sitting on the plane and, and, and I remember the conversation that was, was like, hey, I've got some friends who have battled with that. That's real hard. But the same God that we prayed for and they got pregnant, I believe he can do it again. And I'm like trying to catch my words. 
What am I saying? Whoa, I don't even know you. They probably think I'm crazy. But I ministered to felt needs in a tin can. A few thousand feet above the earth. And I shared that. And then a friend of mine from here told me about a sister who's in the same situation. I've never met a sister. And so we pray for her as a church. And, and here's, here's disclosure, right? I feel like this is a safe place to be honest and upfront with you. As the pastor, I thought, God, this is the thing that you're not going to answer. And then my friend's not going to believe you're real and he's never going to talk to me again. That was my faith in my head. But I didn't let what was in my head change what came out of my mouth. Because you got to understand, in the beginning of time, God bursts the world right through what he says. And then, like, skip forward a few years, Mary births Jesus. Another name for Jesus is the Word. So it's possible to give birth to the Word. So the question then becomes, what are you birthing with your words? And so I don't want to let how I feel dictate what I say and what I believe. My confession comes from my conviction, not from my fear. And so we're standing in church, and I leaned on the faith of my church. And now she's pregnant too and cracked over 20 weeks. There's another lady in church who had a really abusive relationship years ago. She's young-ish for a silver fox, right, for like a, for an old person. But she doesn't look young, like super old, like well past super Anne. Like, I'll let you fill the blanks in for that. But two people had to carry her into church because she couldn't walk straight because she had issues with busyness. A partner years ago broke all of her ribs and just all sorts of stuff that was just broken and always in pain and always on painkillers. We prayed for her and she said, I've never felt a touch of God like that in 30 years. I don't take painkillers anymore. She walks into church by herself now. She stands in praise, and you want to see her praise. Which is just unbelievable, right? God's doing great things. And I, I'm so inspired by what's happening in this house every time I meet with your pastor. Do you know how many years he was pastoring before he got ordained? How many decades? Five? Six? No. <laughs> Three? But you got to recognize, you rec like we recognize these guys have been pastoring for years before they got the title, right? I want, to, I want you to understand that you've been on mission for years. You're commissioned to restore kingdom. And I'm just so encouraged and a lot. We're leaning in with you for where God is taking this house at pace, at pace. It's just phenomenal just to be in the moment again and recognize, man, I just get to cheer and lean in. And pray and just thank God that you're in the room. I'm so grateful that you're in the room. So it carries on. He says, go. Okay, cool. It says, don't take a purse or bag or sandals. What he's really saying, I think, what if what he's really saying in this space is, don't limit your faith to only what you can fix. I don't think he's being like brash and saying, go and be dumb and leave everything at home. Because there's wisdom in God, right? Like you've been positioned, some of us well positioned to be able to answer needs. But really, come on, what are you believing for? Does that outweigh what you can fix yourself? What if God was asking you to say, actually, would you lift the level of faith and the level of prayer and the level of things that you're believing for when you go into a place and ask God to do something that's beyond what you're capable of doing by yourself? 
that's beyond the limitation of what even a couple of other people can do. Where you're going, God, I need you to be God in this situation. To restore this relationship. To be able to bring kingdom into this place of disorder. We speak something of the unity of heaven. I speak something of your love, your blessing, your favor, your anointing, your peace in this place. God, would you bring into line broken hearts? Would you set people free who are just wrestling with fear, just entrapped by addiction? Are you believing for stuff that's beyond your pay grade to say, come on, I'm not just going to go into a place and begin to declare what I can fix myself, but I'm going to open a door and say, God, I'm going to need you to come now. You said you were going to come to the place you sent. Would you come and stick around and help this place look a little bit more like your house instead of this house? And so he says, don't take a purse or a bag or sandals and don't greet anyone on the road. He's not saying don't be rude. He's not saying go and be rude either. He's just saying don't get distracted. You're on mission. It's real easy to feel like I'm on mission for a moment, but then recognize, flip, man, I just got a little bit sidetracked. That conversation just pulled me right off guard. I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate like a map for you. He operates like a compass. See, a map just tells you the lay of the land, but a compass will pull you back in line. If I walked off, he said, no, 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 just come back. You're on mission. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Come on, family. Just come back on mission. Let's not just limit what we're believing for to what we can provide for ourselves. Let's do that and some. But then also, let's not get distracted. Because you're on mission. Because this is life or death. Because somebody's eternity depends on your diligence. Your response. To say, God, I'm going to be your mouthpiece. I'm going to let my life speak in a way that creates questions. I'm going to bring kingdom into a place that's not. I'm going to speak blessing in a place there's favor here the anointing of a king and a priest because the spirit of excellence distinguishes you because you carry something of the spirit of heaven. I wonder if you'd roll to the next one. Verse five says, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. Everybody say, peace to this house. Let me tell you why. It says, say peace to this house because if it's a good house, it'll stick around. If it's a dumb house, that's gonna come back on you. So can I give you an incentive to say peace to this house with a little bit of faith because either way you don't lose. Because either the environment you're in is more blessed because you spoke blessing and you said peace and you declared something of kingdom. Or if the environment is not receptive to that, you're going to catch what you sow. I don't know about you, but I don't want average. I don't want to sow half a piece. I want the whole piece. I'm like, God, I'm going to speak blessing into this place. I'm going to speak something of heaven because if it's not going to land on them, I'm not taking average home with me. It says, speak peace to this house. And if someone's there who promotes it, your peace will rest on them. If not, it'll return to you. It says, stay there eating and drinking for whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. How many understand that food and hospitality is not just a natural thing? It's spiritual. Some of the most powerful blessings and most life-changing moments with Jesus happen around a meal table. The trajectory of somebody's life, not just the issue and the need, but the whole trajectory of their life turn around when he just goes and has a meal with them. Come on, who are you inviting to your house? Who are you taking out for lunch? Come on, even if the budget is who you're like, okay, maybe who are you shouting the coffee to? 
you got to understand that it's a spiritual act. Generosity is a weapon. And we can say peace, but actually not bring peace. And it's kind of only half there. But if you combine the two, it starts to begin to shift some things that are hard. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what's offered you. Heal the sick who are there. Heal them. Tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Heal them. So firstly, you understand that you're sent, right? Then we recognize we're not dumb. There's a need for people to be able to carry something of it. But God commissioned you. So go and do it. Come on, let's ask stuff that's bigger than what we can fix for ourselves. And let's not get distracted. And let's declare something of the kingdom of heaven. Connect with people and build relationship. And recognize what's the need. I just want to tell you right now that if you're looking for need, you don't have to look far. Everybody has need. There's hurting people everywhere. But sometimes we didn't start to have a meal with them long enough to recognize and slow down. Hey, this is one just right here. I just rushed past you. I pushed past. If we can roll to the next one. Bless each show tell. Say it with me. Bless each show tell. One more time. Bless each show tell. This is the best approach to mission. If we can roll slide. So, how do I bless someone? That's a really great question. I'm glad you asked. Numbers chapter 6 says, this is what God says to Moses. Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless people. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they may put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. He says, before I put my name on something, I want you to declare permission for me to move there. Permission for me to turn up. God, would you show your face? Would you turn this place of brokenness into a place that looks like heaven? We open something of your love, your destiny, your peace, your burden. Come on, when's the last time you declared that over your workplace? Come on, when's the last time you spoke that into your flat, into your household, into your classroom as you walked into the room and said, come on, today's the day where I open something from heaven because I'm hungry, God, for you to turn up and stick around. I want to speak something of the kingdom of heaven in this place. And God, before you put your name on it, I want you to understand that you're welcome here, and I'm just opening the door. I'll be a doorman for heaven any day if it meant turning up God in any space. Come on, I just want to open the door for you to move in Jesus' name, because we want this place to be blessed. And if it's not receptive, it's coming home with me. So I'm declaring something of the bigness of God. I'm asking for His best, because this is the best approach to mission. Okay, roll slide. Say it with me, bless, eat. Come on, one more time. Bless, eat, show, tell, roll slide. So what's the motivation for blessing someone? Because it's got to come from somewhere. Later on in Luke chapter 10, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I just want to tell you, unless it's with finance, it's not a good idea to test Jesus. Because he's smarter. First thing he does is ask a question back. He says, well, what's written in the law? And then he says, how do you read it? Because you've got to understand, there's a difference between sometimes how we read it. Because sometimes we read it through our experience. And so he says to this expert, how do you read it? The dude says, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's real easy to say, right? But loving people is the most traumatic and difficult thing in the world. Because some people suck. 
Nothing will test you. Nothing will stretch you. Nothing will challenge you like loving people. Love your neighbor as yourself. I just want to tell you, I love me. Just so you know, it's a public show of affection. Turn to your neighbor and tell you, I love me. It took me a long time to get to a place where I recognized that God didn't make a mistake when he made me. But I understand that my ability to love you in wholeness and in fullness is limited to my ability to understand that I am loved and my ability to love myself. And oftentimes we can't love somebody in fullness because we can't love ourselves. If there's brokenness, I, wanna, I just want to remind your spirit tonight, God didn't mess up when he made you. He loves you. And he wants you to understand that if you can love yourself in wholeness, you can love other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Roll on. So the motivation, right, needs to be love because everything kingdom starts with love. For God so loved the world that he gave. So before he was even able to bless them, it came from a motivation of love. Some of the most significant miracles that Jesus started with, he was moved by compassion. Come on, when's the last time we were moved by compassion? We slowed down long enough to have margin in our life to understand that sometimes there's such thing as a miracle of interruption. We interrupt this message to drop bombs. Bless, eat, show, tell. One more time. Bless, eat, show, tell. Roll to the next one. So if we understand that, right, love is the motivation and then there's a best way to approach mission, there's also the worst. So what's the worst or the opposite of being a blessing, right? Pretty much carries on in Luke chapter 10, verse 30. It says, in a reply, Jesus said, a dude was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. That's pretty much the opposite of a blessing. To beat someone up, take all his stuff, and leave him to die. Just in case you were wondering, like clear definition of the opposite of the best way to be a blessing. This is the opposite of a best approach to mission. A priest happened to be going along the same road. Now, the teacher who he's talking to is still standing in the room. It's going, oh, it's going to be redeemed now because he's an expert of the law, right? The priest is going to be able to look good because that was all they cared about was looking good for many of them. For many of us, that's all that we care about, right? As so long as I look okay when I turn up on Sunday, so long as I look okay when I'm in e-group, I don't really want to tell you what's going on in my life. Because I don't want you to understand that there's some brokenness. There's some stuff that doesn't look like the best stuff here. There's some stuff that looks like I'm hurting other people because I'm hurt. Easy sometimes for us to be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm a Christian. I just want to tell you, friend, if you can't turn up to work on time, please do us a favor and stop saying you're a Christian. Now, don't, don't make the take home out of that. Oh, Nick said, don't, don't say I'm a Christian. No, no, no. I'm just saying don't be a Muppet. You represent something that's bigger than yourself. Come on, it's, it matters how we work. It matters how we serve. It matters how we love. It matters how we bless. It matters how, we, how the spirit that we carry. It matters. So they take him and they leave him half a dead. This priest happened to be going down the same road. When he sees him, he goes to the other side. Because it's sometimes a whole lot easier to not engage in that conversation that's awkward and uncomfortable when they're ragging out about somebody else. Sometimes it's easier for me to walk to the other side of an uncomfortable situation where I could be the blessing, where I could stop the pain, but it would mean that I'd have to get some mud on my sleeves. I don't want to do that because I just got out of the shower. Sometimes it's easier to walk away from it and give permission by doing nothing. Because I don't want to engage in a place where I might get called out or someone might get offended. Heaven forbid, in 2019, where people just look to be offended. 
So too a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him. He passed on the other side of the road. The opposite of a blessing is to bring pain and destruction and to leave people worse off, to shift an atmosphere in a way that doesn't look like kingdom, but the opposite, if we can roll slack. But a Samaritan, the dudes were nobody liked. They were the outcasts. We all know one of them. Some of us have been that person. He came to where the man was and he saw him and had compassion on him. He went in and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. He put him on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, took care of him. The next day, took some cash, gave it to the dude, said, look after him and anything that costs more, I'll give you when we get back. The first thing he did was he was a blessing. The dude sits down and connects and has fellowship with him while he brings healing. He ministers to felt needs. How many understand that the dude who got beaten up, when he wakes up and gets better, is going to have some questions? And they ain't going to be to the priest or the Levite. He's going to want to know, what was, why did you do that? Everybody else walked away, but why did you engage? Why were you prepared to put your own sacrificial cost, skin in the game? I was nothing. God sees the same value in you. Even when we're covered in mud. When we're made in His image. He recognized the same value in all of us. Even when we're all covered in mud. When we're all covered in pain. The Samaritan recognizes something of the kingdom. He understands what it means to be on mission. It means sometimes it means the miracle of interruption to bring healing. To fix needs. To be able to invite God to do miracles into that place. And then to ask Answer questions. If we roll slack, say this with me, bless, eat, show, tell. If we roll again, so I can bless, right? Everybody knows how to eat. We love that. Showing is really not less about you and it's more about God. Who looks dumb when you ask God to do something and he doesn't? It's not you. Sometimes we're a bit scared to ask God to do stuff like that because we're afraid how we might look. But it's actually not about us in that space. When I'm asking God to do something, it's actually about Him. When was the last time you gave Him an opportunity to look dumb? Come on, I just want to encourage you. If we're on mission, come on, God, would you heal her? Would you fix this? Would you bring peace? God, would you open heaven over her life or his life or this situation or this need? Because you're recognizing a felt need. God, would you just begin to minister to this place? It's not about me, it's about you right now. Would you just be God where only you can be? Okay, cool. So the tell part, right? If I was to ask, who could tell me the gospel in 30 seconds? Sh- quick show of hands. I see two half hands. What, and, okay, three half hands. One and a half people here could tell me the gospel in 30 seconds. What if I could tell you a way that's super easy, that's not weird, where you can remember it, there's four words. Is that okay? You say this with me. God, we, Jesus, I've even got actions for you. Ready? God, we, Jesus, I. And again, God, we, Jesus, I. Next time you put your hand up, next time you stretch it in the shower, you'll be thinking, God, we, Jesus, I. God, we, Jesus, I. If I knew a rap, I'd bust it off the back of that, but I don't. So God, what? Good question. If we roll the next one. God loves us. Every, mo- every person on mission needs to understand that the motivation needs to come from love. Anybody who wants to do something from kingdom has to come from that space. For God so 
loved the world. He loves us, right? That means he loves me, he loves you, he loves all of us. He would do it again just to connect with you. If you were the only person who ever said yes to him, he so loved the world that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We what? Well, good question. If we roll slide. We stuffed up. Romans 6.23 and 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I don't have to tell you to think about what it's like to stuff up because we all know what it's like to mess up and make mistakes. We all understand what it's like to fall short of his perfect plan for us, to get engaged in stuff and to hold on to some stuff that's just not kingdom, that's just not out of a motivation of love, that's just not a wholeness place. We've all been there. We understand that no person is better than the other. Your bad's not better than my bad. We're all, it's just bad. We all stuffed up. God, but God loves us primarily, first and foremost. He loves us. But we recognize that as, as people, right, we stuffed up. So something had to happen. So Jesus what? Great question. Jesus died for me. So we've gone from corporate, right? God loves us. We stuffed up. So he died for me. This is when it gets personal. If the gospel's not personal, it's not real. Jesus died for me. He'd do it again for me. This is when we recognize that it, sometimes it's easy to think or easier to think he died for you. But I'm, I'm pretty bad. Friend, I want to tell you that he died for you too. He died for me too. No one's above his love. Because every significant moment of mission is motivated from love where God loves you. And even though we stuffed up, he fixed it and he paid the price for us. So I what? If we roll again, I believe. Say this with me. I believe. Roll from the top. God loves us. We stuffed up. Jesus died for me. I believe. My Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved and have everlasting life. You've got to understand that salvation is not just a confession. It's a conviction. See, it says that even the demons believe God's real. They've read the end of the book. They know what it's like to live around him. So we can know a lot of stuff and still not know him. But relationships only ever real if it's a confession and a conviction. And I want to I want to just encourage you tonight as you speak blessing into a place, understand that your confession needs to marry your conviction if you want heaven to turn something upside down. Because salvation is a confession and a conviction. Mission is a confession and a conviction. Mission is praying, come on, God, would you move my family? But it's also telling you about, come on, God loves you. He's not done with you. He's got a destiny for you. He's got purpose for you that's bigger than where you sit right now. There's kingdom that's on your life. Don't look back as if somebody else is carrying something significant and you're going through motions at the moment because what you're doing is significant. He's got his eye on you. He never took it off. He never took it off. Some days feel real mundane, but significant miracles are often just one foot in front of the other in the mundane. Keep turning up. I keep showing up. I keep believing. Come on, my family's going to be saved. Come on, my friends are going to see you move in their life. Come on, my classmates. Come on, my workspace. Come on, my house is going to be blessed because I'm just going to keep allowing my confession to marry my conviction. And I'm going to still believe that God not only can do, but He will do it. I'm going to speak it from a place of faith that says, come on, God, until you turn this over, I'm not going to stop confessing it because I believe you're God. You're big enough. It's not too small. My family matters. My friends matter.
my destiny is released as I chase after other people. It's a confession and it's a confession. A confession and a conviction. It's something that I say, but it's also something I believe. I believe we can all be a blessing. You're commissioned for mission. If we roll slide. So the best approach to mission is what? Bless, eat, show, tell. And how do I tell them? God, we, Jesus, I. And why do I do it? Because there's a great opportunity. There's a wide open door. There's a wide open door for a great work. In Jesus' name, I wonder if you stand. in this place for just a moment, if you close your eyes for a moment, we never take for granted that everybody in this place has, let alone heard that, or is following it. Sometimes for us, it's something that we understand is right, but our feet take us to other places. Sometimes it's easier to walk on the other side of the road avoid that conversation and I wonder tonight if there's anybody in the room that just needs to say yes to Jesus that just needs to let something of his kingdom of his love land not just in your head but in your heart friends tonight if you say yeah would you include me in this prayer I don't want other it's not about other people looking around no one's looking around now everyone's just got their eyes closed for a moment but I just wonder how many in this space just need to say yes to Jesus if that's you just so I know who I'm praying with would you just wave at me real quick say yeah that's me see any hands so we're just going to move into the space just for a moment I wonder if you'd all just stretch your hand out in this place Father tonight Lord we commission your disciples for mission I release kingdom come on kingdom strategy kingdom mindset kingdom vocabulary come on kingdom burden kingdom confession kingdom conviction Come on, Kingdom Commission tonight to say you are commissioned for mission. You're commissioned to be a blessing. You're commissioned to be able to connect with people in a way that you haven't before. There's a season coming where you can walk into a new level of relationship, new level of influence, new level of significance, eternal significance. Don't get distracted by temporary significance, but eternal significance. We commission you for eternal significance that you would be able to see, not only see, but have, have, have compassion and be commissioned 
position tonight to be able to minister to fountain needs, where you'd be able to be a blessing and say, God, would you move in this place? Would you move in this situation? Would you move for these people? Would you move for this issue? Would you move to set people free in this place? Would you move to begin to restore heaven on earth, even in a place outside these four walls? You are commissioned for mission so that people would begin to ask questions. Lord, I pray that something of the permanence of heaven would begin to overflow even this week as we go forth, as we lean into a series of mission. Help us redefine how we think, how we feel, how we see, what we say, what we pray, who we're asking for. Lord, I pray that we'd begin to ask prayers that would begin to intimidate us, but not intimidate you, because you're a big God. You want to use us to do big things. Lord, we cry to the big King. Come on, the one who's bigger than the issue. You're bigger than the problem. You're bigger than the debt. You're bigger than the situation. You're bigger than the pain. You're bigger than the burden. You're bigger than the chains. I thank you that you're the God of generations. And I pray that you would use us to bring generations into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, that every man and woman in this place would recognize if you're in this house, you're on mission. If you're in this house, you're commissioned to be on mission. If you follow Jesus, you're on mission. We commission you for mission in Jesus' name. I just ask for a new burden. Holy Spirit, just right now, just a new burden. Come on, a burden of compassion. That we would speak peace such a way that we understand that if it doesn't stay there, that's what you take home. Come on, what do you want for Christmas? In Jesus' name, I thank you that we're commissioned for mission.
given you your territory, your space, the people that are close to you but far from God, they're the people that God's called you to. I wonder if just as we as we close tonight, I'm off to India tomorrow. Um, it's it's incredible, what incredible um, privilege to go. And I'm just happy scared. You know, you know, like, because it's, because um, I believe the call of God to reach nations is massive. And I know that we are a part of a bigger movement. You know, I just, I, I just pray, God, that I will not get in the way of what you want to do. So can, can we just for a minute, can you, can you just pray? Let's pray into, there's 15 people from Equipers going to Equipers India in Kolkata. We'll be there for 15 days, and um, it's crazy. Can we can we pray? We're going into uh, orphanages. We're going into um, there's a feeding program to millions. Um, there's an education, a reading program. Uh, we're going into Mother Teresa's one of her uh, orphanages. Um, it's just it's just massive, and, and we want to pray for the church in India. Let's pray for the effectiveness of the gospel as we go. Um, we're going to be speaking uh, not just to um, to the church, but we're going out into the streets. <laughs> um, so I want to go with your blessing. I want to go with your covering. And so can you pray for good health? Pray for effectiveness. Can we pray that God will do it? Can, and I'm just going to get you right now just to kind of fervently pray and just seek God and just say thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to go into the, into the ends of the world. Lord, I thank you, Father, that what you've placed on our house as a, as, a, as a people, God, is something greater. So, Lord, I pray that the Lord, what I see, Father God, will be able to be transferred into our city. Lord, the possibilities of reaching millions, Lord God, for what you're going to do, for what you're going to unlock. Lord, we go, Father, knowing that we go with your blessing, go with your power, go with your authority. We thank you for a prepared way. We thank you, God, that there's an open heaven. Lord, there's wide open doors for what you're going to do. So thank you, Father, for the effectiveness of your word, for the power of the gospel to reach out. We thank you, Father, that tonight it's a reminder that you're at work, that you love us, that you care about us, and that you're wanting to call people back to you. And so, Lord, we want to be so careful to return praise and glory to you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen.
just when we spoke, um, uh, you know, I just said, oh, you're going to be here in town. Um, have you got a word for us? And he talked about what, exactly what he preached on tonight. And I said, that is the right word for us. Because here's the thing, church, we're entering to summer. Um, and, and the opportunities for us to reach Christchurch and beyond is, it's right there, right? Um, so when we talk about um, All Out Sunday, it is the church on display. Um, and so I'll, you know, I'd say I, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, um, <laughs> I'd be disappointed if we turned up ourselves. The city deserves to, to, to meet you. The city deserves to see you. And the city deserves to hear about Jesus. And, and how we do it, we're going to be eating. You know, there's going to be an opportunity to share. We're preparing the gym space for, for that to happen. But I really pray that, um, that you lay it on your heart. Who is it that you're going to bring? Like this morning, I mean, like kids invited their friends to come. Parents dropped their kids off to come to church. Like if it's that simple, then we're complicating it too much, right? Can we, can we just like look beyond who can we invite to come along? This is not about numbers. This is about them hearing about the gospel of Jesus. About the, about the fact that God loves them. Yeah. Um, so these are the things. Um, tomorrow night is Global Prayer Night. It's the first month, first Monday of every month. We're praying at our church offices. There's a few things that I'd love for us to pray for. But I, can you come? Come and pray. Come and pray. Seek God. Uh, from from um, the 12th to the Saturday, which is the 16th of November, we're going to pray and fast for a week. Um, we've got a volunteers dinner on the Monday night. We're going to celebrate. Da, 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 da. But on Tuesday, I'm calling you to fast for five days. We're going to fast and pray. We're going to seek God. And I want us to really commit that time. Uh, so we're doing the Daniel fast and we're doing it together. I'm going to be fasting in India as I'm doing that. So just, just remember, we're all in this together, right? We're going, to, we're going to do that. Something else you can pray into. It's just the effectiveness of, of what we say to people. The effectiveness of how we share, how we love, how we practically love people. You're going into the workspace tomorrow. And, and I pray that you understand that God has gifted you. And God has placed you in those places for such a time. For such a time. And so, can you just lift up your hands before we praise tonight? Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that as we walk with you, You'll set us up for conversations. You'll set us up for opportunities. And Lord, I thank you for your word tonight. I pray that we'll not just be hearers of the word, but we'll be doers of the word. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.